Warning, the following audio transmission is based on theory and is intended for entertainment purposes only. It's Doomsday and its affiliates will not be held liable for anything your dumbass does. Listener discretion is advised. And I guess, you know, and, and a lot of people, they mistake this, they take this for granted. They don't really think about this. But, I mean, look at some of these third world countries. Look at the countries out there where it is survival every day. There are people killing each other off to eat. Yep. And then let's not to mention that some of these, some of these uh, groups of people in countries are so worse off that, like, cannibalism is part of their, their daily practice of life. Yes, it's sad. Um, Jester, we have an overabundance in the United States, and I'm not talking to anybody outside of the United States. I don't know what your situation is, but we have been overly blessed with nobody needs to go hungry in this country, okay? We've always had food. When those that don't normally have food that have food given to them can't get it anymore, and those that have normally been able to go and purchase whatever they, whatever they, they want can't do that anymore, we'll see how the games begin because it will be a game. Can you put food in your belly? Can you stay warm? Can you stay dry? Can you stay uh, good? How's your medical condition? Can you get what you want? When you can't get it, and and society becomes kind of de-evolving, we see the real animals come out. So I know we went off on a little bit of a tangent there as far as uh, (laughs) off, off the mistake topic, but let's... Let's pull back into this because um, right. there are some d- different areas I wanted to hit with this for sure. So the one big thing, too, is is the, the gardening mistakes, okay? Oh, yeah. That's bad. Guys, you can't buy an emergency seed bank and throw it on the shelf and think you're going to survive the apocalypse if you've never grown anything. Right. Mistakes I've made firsthand, I found out that I am not good at growing certain things. All right? And depending on what area you're in, too. Right. And that area might have good things. That's a big thing. So we've covered gardening on on the podcast plenty of times, gotten to different topics about it. But mistakes I've made, buying seeds that never germinated because they weren't right for this area. Or getting things started and then they never grew right before because I planted them too early or I planted them too late. Right there, like when you talk, when I know everybody kind of has it in their back of their mind that anybody could just go out, put a seed in the ground, and it's going to grow, and that's going to be fine. Doesn't happen like that. No. Now, when you get these people and they talk about, yeah, I'm a fifth generation farmer, that holds weight like a PhD holds weight. Right. All right. The the <laughs> the things that this gentleman has learned, or gentlewoman has learned growing up on this farm. With all this knowledge from the previous four generations bestowed upon them, right? They yep. know what they're doing. They're going to be able to make things work. It, 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 it is what it is. 
right? Right. But Jester, not- I I work around farmers every day. That's what we service farmers and things that they have. And I'm going to tell you something: the bank of mental, um, the books that they have in their head, you 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 want to be able to pull from these people. You want to be able to learn things from these people. Um, you can't just put a seed in the ground and let it grow. It just doesn't happen like that. No, huh? doesn't. You have to know something about the area, the weather, the conditions, what's good for this, what's bad for this plant, planting things together, what time to plant. Is it too early? Is it too If you don't know these things and you've never grown a garden, folks, you're not going to grow a garden the first time either. No. It's not going to. And it's very – all right, so – you need to be out there experimenting every year. Figure out if you can grow a tomato plant and monitor it and, and you know, th- things of this nature. Figure right. it out. Experiment. Try and fail. You're going to need to. This emergency food bank on the shelf is not going to save your ass, or emergency seed bank is not going to save your ass if you have no experience growing anything. And it takes time. Right. It, this it, doesn't happen overnight. It absolutely does. But, yeah. I've made this mistake of planting things I thought I could manage and then was unable to manage. I've, I've made these mistakes. So, Well, pe- people have no idea in this country nowadays, Jester, how long their food takes to get to their table. I mean, most plants that bear fruit or vegetables take anywhere from 35 to 75 days to mature. So what do you do in the meantime? I you, mean, you starve. <laughs> Yeah, you starve waiting <laughs> on that little tomato to grow. Yeah. All right. So uh, the next, since we're coming out of the food a little bit, another mistake I want to want to hit on here is um, knowing the proper f- food items to stockpile. All right, and I, we're not going to get. I mean, if we got into every single food and if it's good or if it's bad, we'd be here for two days. Oh yeah. Um, but sure. what I do want to get into is some things to. Tell you guys not to worry about stocking, all right? Now, when some people think food stocks, they think, oh, I can just buy this stuff, and then I can rotate it out, this, that, the other, and it'll never go bad. I got news for you. It doesn't work that way. You will forget what you have. Things will get expired. You will not have time to roll through through your pantry like you want. Things will go bad, all right? Absolutely. Happens to every prepper. And I mean, a, a lot of us, when things start start coming up on their date, we either eat them up or we take them down to the local food banks and donate them, right? right. I mean, that's what I do. When, I, when I'm like, uh, when I get a stockpile together and I'm like, okay, everything in this stockpile, this little pile here is expiring in the next six months. Are you looking for something kick-ass to add to your closet? Reaper has the hookup for t-shirts, hoodies, button-ups, hats, beanies, and plenty of other badass products. You can check out Reaper Apparel Company at www.reaperapparelco.com and use code DOOM10 for 10% off. Jester only stands behind brands he believes in, and Dan at Reaper Apparel has a mission, and Jester is on board. Go check out www.reaperapparelco.com today and use code DOOM10 for 10% off your entire order. Why be a sheep when you can reap? Use code DOOM10 for 10% off at www.reaperapparelco.com today. 
I either got to eat it or I got to donate it. So I'll give it, I'll give it about 90 days. And if it doesn't look like it's going down to the food bank, it goes. Right. Also, Jester, when you're stockpiling these things, you like to eat these things, but so do other things like bugs and rodents and animals and things like that. So if you're not storing them properly or you're not rotating them out, you're losing on both ends. You're paying for it on one end and you're not going to have it on the other end. So, Right, exactly. And now uh, there are many things you guys need to avoid stockpiling, okay? I know people have it like in their head like weird things like stockpiling cocoa puffs for the kids and stockpiling the the fruit roll-ups for the kids because the kids want the fruit roll-ups. Listen, these things have an expiration date. They go bad. They get nasty. In the apocalypse, when your kids get hungry, they're going to eat whatever's in front of them or they're going to starve. And they will get hungry enough. They will eat eventually, right? Yeah, when the human being gets hungry, they'll eat anything in front of them. So the non-perishable foods, guys, these are the things you want to want to be stockpiling. We've, we've talked about this before. Your canned goods, your pastas, your rices, your beans, your honeys, your sugars. The, these are things you, you're, you can stockpile that have a really, really long shelf life and will be fine. Right. Salt, spices, things like that. You're going to need to spice this food up a little bit. Don't forget to get some spices because the same bland thing every day gets old. Right. I mean, and, and you know, on that note, Al, we started stockpiling chicken and beef and beef bouillon cubes. So do I. How, big, how big a container do you have? <laughs> so actually, <laughs> so I, I have a few different methods of doing this. I have like the big Sam's Club containers, right? Yep. But then I also like have like the little square boxes and then I vacuum seal those. Right. right. And I mean, like, let, they say they expire. Listen, they're a block of sodium. That shit's not going bad. Nope. I don't care what anybody says. It's going to be fine. Here's something else I see about food, Jester. And think about this for just a second. How many people that we know eat three meals a day out or they call for Grubhub or they call for whatever to come bring them something to eat and they don't even know how to cook? When they have these items, they don't even know what the hell to do with them. If you don't know what to do with beef bouillon or how to prepare this or how to prepare that, uh, you know, you, you're basically going to go hungry if you don't know what you're doing. So if you don't know how to cook and use these items, it's a real good idea to learn now. Do you know how many people in America could not go boil rice and get it right right now, Jester? Listen, it's actually, let's let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about the prepper that's only stocking MREs. Yep. I see a lot of I don't want to say a lot of people, but I've seen I've seen people out there, okay, where they're not stockpiling the canned goods, they're not stockpiling the pastas or the rices or the beans. They're just like, you know what? I'm just gonna go ahead and buy the MREs. Okay. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with that, but are you actually cooking the MREs? Are you actually taking the time to go through the boxes and go through these these buckets of food and whatnot and actually learning how to cook these things and, and make them good? Yep. The last thing you want to do is start, like, experimenting in the apocalypse and destroying all your food stocks because you don't know what you're doing. That's right. There's a lot of people, men and women alike, that have no idea how to cook. If they had all the supplies and an ample amount of food, they don't even know how to prepare it. So, yeah, you might need to learn that. I mean, now's the time. 
All right. to do this. <laughs> I definitely think I definitely think it would be in everybody's best interest to to kind of do a few things, learn to cook over a fire for starters, because that's what this could ultimately resort to you having to do. All right. Right. Learning how to cook and prepare food a little bit in general, I think, is a great idea. And you know, and honestly, most people, most men in the prepper arena, do know how to cook. I've only met a handful of guys that don't cook. Right. Most most do. And most most of those guys that cook, these are also guys that are that are pressure canning and preserving foods and smoking meats and making tinctures and, and doing that kind of stuff. You know, I have my hand up right now. I, I'm one of them guys <laughs> but I learned. I learned I learned how to do it. But I got a I got a topic here, Jester. I want to throw in that goes with this. OK, that's just as important. OK. I see people, and it's a it's a it's a horrible idea to think that all you have to do is get three little flats of water, shove it in the corner, and that's your water supply. That's your water plan. What's your water plan? Well, I got some bottled water. You have no plans, what I say. And when they say well, that's my plan, you you have no plan. Um, the human body takes two to three gallons of water a day just to keep you going. Don't, don't even worry about washing up or anything else. Just to keep you going. Water is extremely heavy, about eight and a half pounds per gallon. If you're on a, if you're traveling, you cannot carry enough fresh water to keep you and a small group of people going. Okay. So if your plan is just, I've got some bottled water, you have no plan. And that, that drives me bonkers with people. They don't know how to take dirty water and make it clean, how to make it safe, how to, how to make it where it doesn't make you sick because we definitely don't want to get sick whether it be on food or water either one um i recommend getting a water filtration system knowing how to boil water there are people that don't know how to boil water too jester so you know you got to do these things well you got to be careful because you don't want to burn it right yeah you don't want to burn it burnt water that's one of my my most hatred things but we're, we're saying this in a laughing type of matter because it, but it's actually true. And there are preppers out there that don't know how to do this. They call themselves preppers, but they don't have a clue what to do. And that's sad. Right. So on this note, I, you know, so I have multiple avenues for water. I've got water stockpile. And if it, if it's, you know, a shit, it's the fan situation that keeps me in my house. I've got fresh bottled water. And then we also have an abundance of water sources on the property, an abundance of filtration systems. A mistake I've made, and I uh, don't recommend these to any anybody, the, the freaking life straws. Yeah. Do you have enough food in your pantry for when disaster strikes? Go to www.readywise.com and utilize code DOOM10 for 10% off your entire food order. ReadyWise offers long-term food storage items such as chicken and beef that last up to 15 years. But that's not all. Go to www.readywise.com and use our code DOOM10 for 10% off of organic food as well. Offering chili, pasta, and soups, they have you covered. Did we mention they have fruits? Bananas, blueberries, strawberries, and apples, just to name a few. With many more food options for your home, car, or bug out bag, ReadyWise has your six. Go to www.readywise.com now and utilize code DOOM10 for 10% off. You're right. I hate the freaking life straws. They, I mean, right. 
It's good for an emergency. I had one I opened up, and it was not made right from the factory, and it did not work. I mean, they have a place. They're great for an emergency right this second, maybe, but they're not a water plant. If they work. Uh, If they work. That's if. But most people don't know how to use them either, Jester. A lot of people go get these things. They don't have any idea how to clean them, how to keep them good, to make sure they're right. Um, Remember, water, you have to drink water. You don't have to eat, but you must drink water. You must intake water as a human being, okay? So it's it's very – I mean, I only have – I got a river down the road for me. A couple million gallons go by a minute, you know, so I've got plenty of water, but it's not drinkable water. Right. So I have to know how to clean it and do those things. Right. And I mean, at the end of the day here, I mean, you know, taking dirty water and making it clean sounds easy, but it could actually be very challenging depending on the contaminants within the water. Yes, sir. Right. Yes, sir. So that's, that's something to take into consideration. And again, um, mistakes to avoid. Like I know a lot of people are like, Oh, I got a Berkey and it's great. And the, the Berkey, Berkey, Berkey. Well, you're not going to yep. throw the Berkey in your backpack and leave your you got house. The kid strap, you got the kid strapped down with, with a Berkey on his back <laughs> as you're walking through the wilderness. That doesn't make any sense. Right. So I no. mean, anyway, so the long and the short of this guys is, you know, have the water plan ahead of time. A lot of people make mistakes with the water. Like they stockpile food. They don't stockpile enough water. Things I was talking about. They don't have a plan for more water or filtration. This is probably, you know, Al, now that I'm thinking about it, this is probably one of the most common mistakes preppers make is the water. Yep. And, yep. and it's, it it's sad because that's the most key thing for survival is water. Yep. That's insane to me. But, hey, you know, what are you going to do? But you referred earlier to the cooking over a fire. There are a lot of people that don't know how to make a fire or keep a fire going or get a fire going, things like this. If you, there's no shame to say, and you don't know how you can learn. Okay. But don't wait till the apocalypse to learn. Now here's, here's a good thing. Mistake I've made. All right. So let me explain something to you guys. Certain fire starters will go bad after time. They yes. become, they become like, I don't know, like moisture logged and then they don't want to burn. They don't want to get going. And I have, uh, like Al, on my one vehicle, I have a, I have a, I don't know, maybe like a two by two container, like two foot by two foot, and it's all fire starting stuff, lighters, fire blocks, tinder, like all this stuff, right? Yep. And those, uh, I don't know if the brand was Duralog. I don't remember who it was, but it was like those old school fire starting logs they had in the nineties. You'd break them up; they were like almost like a clay made out of like wood chips, right? Yep. Exactly what you're talking about. These things, I guess, sat in my vehicle for too long. They were only in there for about, I don't know, six months or so. But because of the moisture in the air, they became very waterlogged and they refused to burn. Right? Yep. And that blew my mind. And it and it's because I stored them incorrectly. Now, if I would have went ahead and put them in a in a couple different like one gallon Ziploc bags and like sealed them down real good, they probably would have been okay. But that, but that was a mistake that I made. Storage of materials, and, and preppers do this all the time, and it's a horrible, horrible thing to get into. They put all their supplies in one spot, and uh-huh. it's much easier to steal from one spot than 17 spots, and it's much easier to lose everything in a house fire or a theft or, you know, 
You need to break up your supplies in usable portions in different areas so you, you can actually get to things. Um, it's just a, it's a horrible mistake that's made by a lot of new preppers. They just put everything in one spot. I got all my stuff right here. Okay, great. That's about 6,000 pounds. What you going to do with that? Where, where are you going to put it at? What if somebody captures your, 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 your base, your place, wherever it's at? Uh, you've lost everything. So break up your supplies. Um, Fire is one of the most basic essentials for survival. Whether you're camping, hiking, or preparing for disaster, Blackbeard has your six. Go to www.blackbeardfire.com and utilize code DOOMSDAY for 10% off your entire purchase. Blackbeard offers stormproof matches, plasma arc lighters, fire starters, and ferro rods, all of which are great for your bug out bag. Once again, go to www.blackbeardfire.com and utilize code DOOMSDAY for 10% off your entire purchase. No, I My could, recommendation. Yeah, I could agree with you more. And I, I know there's a lot of people out there that, you know, they like having their stuff all in one area because it's easier to go back and it's easier to monitor, you know, where things are, this, that, the other. But, I mean, it, it doesn't hurt you to, say, have the MREs in the garage and the canned goods in the bedroom closet and then maybe, like, the first aid supplies in the under the bed or vice versa or the extra ammo out in the shed. Right. Right. It doesn't hurt you to separate these things out and have them in different places. If your plan is to bug in and not leave, your shit should not be together. Period. Right. What about the what about the prepper that likes to fumble forward around and show you everything that he's got, but he's never taken any of it out of the package. He has no idea how it works. He doesn't know if it needs batteries. Did it need this? Did it need that? Did it go bad? Did it bad? No idea what they've got. They've got everything in a package. They've, they've got a new flashlight, but they don't have any batteries for it. Well, they put batteries in it three years ago, and they've rotted. Or they've got this, or they've got that, but they got no way to make it work, and they don't know how. i got to read the instructions. Well, you're in the apocalypse. How are you going to read the instructions while you're running or while you're doing whatever? You have to use the items that you actually have for survival. You need to know how they work. You should be able to use it. If no one else can use it, you need to know what you're doing. Right, exactly. And, like, here's here's a great example of this, Al. I recently bought some throwy knives, all right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, man, I can't wait to get out there and and try these things out. Al, I come to find out I would just be throwing my enemy a weapon to use against me. There you go. <laughs> well, I recently went and bought a new a new uh, small little saw, you know, a hand saw and a, and a new hatchet and a couple other things I found on clearance one day. And we had a limb go down, and somebody said, well, let's go get the chainsaw. I said, yeah, let's don't do that. Let's get these out. Well, you know, we're going to have to work. Yeah, and I'm going to have to work in the apocalypse, too, so quit grinding and let's go. And we sawed it down by hand. We could have used the chainsaw, but the point is, is I want to see if this thing actually works. It did. Thank God it worked, and it was quality. But how would I know if it's still in the package? I wouldn't right. have a clue. Yeah, and you know that goes that goes um down this realm too of like a lot of people are going out and they're buying different electronics to prep with, things like radios, rechargeable flashlights, um those little solar powered battery banks you could throw in your backpack. 
and I've gotten some of these things, and and I'll tell you what, some definitely work better than others, and some some of these things are not worth a shit. Right. All right. I've got I've got one uh, radio that is supposed to like charge your. Uh, it's supposed to charge other devices and provide you with a flashlight and all these other things. It will not charge other devices. Hands down, right. won't do it. It's shit. It will not do it. It does not generate enough charge to charge anything else. It is garbage. The radio works pretty well on it. The flashlight might you might get fifteen minutes out of it, right? So I mean, you know, this is this is one of those items. It's at this point, it's basically a novelty item. Want to be a guest on the show? Email it's doomsdaypodcast at gmail.com. That's it's doomsdaypodcast at gmail.com. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put my life in into this thing and be like, you know, trust this thing in the apocalypse. The best function this thing offers me right now is a radio so i could hear what's going on in the world that's about its best function it sucks as a flashlight it doesn't charge shit and it it's got an alarm that way if you fall off the shitter in the middle of the night someone could come save you it right. I, it doesn't have much else but there's i bought a, a solar lantern today i bought a solar little lantern today but i didn't buy it because of the charge my phone up i bought it so emergency it stowed my pack i could see something at nighttime if i had to i could pull it out you know but if right. you don't charge it up it's useless no i i get what you're saying so guys honestly if you find good solar items out there and they are worth their salt by all means get them utilize them put your faith in them but so many of these things are like these garbage knockoff things that are made in china that are so stupid cheap that if you buy something for $10, $15 and you throw it in your pack and you take it out two years later, you're not going to rem- – if it doesn't work, you're not going to remember where you got it. It's $10. Who gives a shit? It's all this time later. You know what I mean? Right. Nobody's right. going back and going after these shoddy companies that are selling these garbage products. And there's a huge market now for things because companies know that people are preparing for bad things. So they're churning out billions of dollars worth of stuff. That's garbage. Not to, okay, but also not to mention, right, that there is this whole go green initiative, right? Yep. So yep. a lot of people are like, for whatever reason, and I think this is the stupidest thing, they're like, oh, let me get this solar recharger for my phone so I don't have to plug it into the wall outlet. And I, I think to myself, do you know how much jet fuel it took to get that thing over here from China? Do you do you yeah. know how much fuel was involved with getting this over here so you could save three dollars a year at max charging your phone? Right. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like it's it's a lot of the stuff is a gimmick and it's very counterproductive. I agree. So just you know, be wary of this. Keep this in mind when you're going out and buying these items. And like Al mentioned, and this is what got me onto this in the first place, is guys, you can't leave things sitting in the box. You gotta get out there, you gotta test your items. Right. It doesn't do you it doesn't do you any good to have this thing sitting in, in a box and not know how to use it. Right. It's like a knife that's not sharp. I mean, people don't even know how to sharpen knives nowadays. You know, if you buy it, it's probably not got much of an edge on it. So, yeah, you, you don't know what you're playing with. There's nothing worse than a, a dull knife. And most of it you purchase are, are dull coming from the factory or wherever. So quality is great. But. I hate to see people that go out and buy the $487 flashlight. 
Wow. Do you do you know how to use that? Is is that good? I mean, what is that? I mean, it's you have the... to use your money wisely. <laughs> oh yeah, that's all right. Let's talk about that too. Um, guys, don't do not say to yourself, "I've got say three grand in the bank." And I'm going to go out and I'm going to buy this, 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 and this, and this is everything I'm going to be needing, that, then I'm going to be done, right? right? Don't be that guy that thinks you could just throw money at the situation, buy a bunch of this fancy shit, and be like, I'm good. Learn to rely on the cheapness. Learn to rely on yourself. There's a ton of preppers out there who will survive the apocalypse because they coupon cut and shop at the dollar store. True. Very true. I mean... I know all the gizmos and the fancy things and the big expensive MREs. I know all these things are awesome, and they are really cool to have. But at the end of the day, don't let money be your superpower prep, right? I agree. I agree. It's not, it's not going to do well for you when shit hits the fan and money has no value and you have this $2,000 gadget that doesn't work. Agree. Agree totally. You know. So anyway, totally. that was... Al, that's about all I got, man. You got anything else? We could probably do this for the next three days, but I think the moral of the story here is you have to have a plan, you have to go by the plan, and you have to have boundaries in which you set yourself. Don't go out there willy-nilly and wait to the last second and think that you're going to save yourself. You, this is something you have to start ahead of time. Use your money wisely. Use your time wisely. If there's things that you don't know how to do, you need to learn how to do them now. Um, whether it's a month, a year, 10 years, or 100 years, or it never happens at all, the point is you have knowledge. And the best knowledge, the best book I can ever give you is the book that's in your head to save yourself in a, in a bad situation. Right, exactly. I could have said it better myself, Al. is an emergency action message. At approximately 1 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Nora is tracking 15 ICBM nuclear missiles inbound to the following cities. Orlando, Miami, Pittsburgh, Dover, Newark, Richland, Philadelphia, New York City, Baltimore, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Boston, Seattle, Detroit. This is an extremely deadly situation. Stay tuned, the next emergency message will be a presidential address.